Hi. Hello. You okay? Yes, yes. Uh, sorry, my laptop is a bit slow today after all those classes. Oh no, don't worry. It's it's absolutely understandable. Like with all the online classes, at the end of the day, I just feel so drained more than from regular classes. Yeah. Just like just staring at my screen all day. Just yeah, I usually get a headache at the end of the day and yeah. <laughs> Yes, it feels a bit overwhelming. Like, on one hand, you have to walk from lecture to lecture and do stuff. But on the other, it's like uh, you have to be focused a bit more because you're at home and things are distracting. Yeah, especially when you sit in your comfy clothes. Sometimes it's actually your pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's true. Great. Um, let's talk a little bit of cosplay now then. Okay. Um, if you can just introduce yourself a little to the listeners. How long have you been cosplaying? How did you get into cosplay? Oh, well, we got to get into that later. <laughs> but yeah, how you got into cosplay, where people can find you on social media. Okay, so uh, hello everyone. I am Karolina. Um, my real name is Karolina, but my pseudonym is Karolina. But people just call me Karo. So it's easier. Um, I've been cosplaying. It's been a hobby for like five years, uh, but I have opened officially quit my part-time, full-time job uh, in 23rd of January 2020. And I opened it like a professional proper business. And uh, it's actually hard to believe it's been this long. Well, long, not yet, yet but still. <laughs> Uh, yes, you can find me on, um, well, Facebook, Instagram. I have my own subreddit on Reddit, Twitter, YouTube. Basically, I have a link tree link where you have all of my important links there. Listeners, make sure you check your social media, at least most of them. <laughs> And now let's talk about how you got into cosplay in the first place. So you're originally from Poland, living in Wales now, enjoying yes. your life with your husband. <laughs> um, but how did you get into cosplay? Because you don't really celebrate Halloween in Poland as much as people do here in the UK. And Halloween is usually like the first step for people to get in, interested in cosplaying. So yeah, how did you basically, yeah, how did, how did you find out about cosplay? Is there a little community in Poland? Well, it's it was quite an interesting uh, experience to me because yes, as you said, it's been this. Uh, there was no Halloween culture when I was growing up as a child. Then, as a teenager, we um, kind of started being introduced to it just because of our English classes. We we're just learning about uh, culture, and me and some friends would dress up, do some makeup, or create some potential like tiny things, props to make uh, our outfit look more. Mm, interesting um, okay. but I know that cosplay has been there for way longer than I discovered it and I think it's been oh, I'm not sure I think it's around 10 years now if not more and I discovered it when I was 18 uh, only because I went to a convention in a bigger city just you know for fun as a relaxation as a break from my art because I'm also an artist and I loved it. And I thought I've always wanted to dress up like in some costumes. I always wanted to like be someone else for a while. Um, And at school, I didn't 
I didn't get to do that apart from like acting events where we had some tiny school theater. So that was great thing. Just, you know, big event, people dressed up. I would feel awesome. And that's basically how it started, really. <laughs> yeah, my first event was in um, October 2014, I think. Yes. It was like ages now, doesn't uh, it? Yes, it does. And what I did, uh, I was already in love with World of Warcraft as a game. Like uh, I would play with the gay with my friends. This game would be like day to day event meeting with my friends from foreign countries, playing with my brother to the point that even our mom would be excited to watch us play it. <laughs> so it was a big part of our lives. And I was always in love since child. Since I was a child, I always loved elves. So I had, I remember I had prosthetic ears and a t-shirt from World of Warcraft with a rogue uh, class icon. And I also, uh, for my 18th birthday, I got a dagger made from steel, but uh, obviously I couldn't bring it because it was real steel. I could hurt someone. So that was the outfit for them. But then in, I think it was April, I think it was April or early May next year, 2015, I had my first kind of costume just learning how to do these things it just it, from there it moved on <laughs> oh since you mentioned elves are you a fan of the lord of the rings as well then <laughs> yes nice. yes i loved lord of the rings i remember watching it in like polish tv would have those um periods where we would have different films played in the evening every friday and each year it would be like shrek lord of the rings harry potter and i think these were the ones that i remember the most so when i saw those elves i was like oh they are so majestic so beautiful like you know that that dignity i love it and yeah that's how it started really and then games my brother would introduce me to computer games and i would always choose elves so <laughs> that was it <laughs> i mean it's understandable choice they usually can do yes. magic yes. they live forever <laughs> so yeah what's there not to laugh <laughs> and they have beautiful like outfits so why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you know if the cosplaying community in poland is much different from the one here in the uk mm, well i moved in a year well year and a half ago and i didn't manage to explore much when i was when I moved in because, you know, organizing the house, settling in, all that stuff. So I've been to only small conventions and then COVID happened. But from what I have observed, at least so those small uh, ones, they were anime ones. Uh, people are very open to talk because, you know, they are not, these conventions are not big. So you have time to meet people, to talk to people, which is great because in Poland, again, I would go to the biggest ones where you do meet people, but it's more about actually walking around, admiring costumes, potentially going to some panels and learn stuff rather than just meeting and talking. And I like both. I think uh, I think both are equally tiring in terms of like person being in costume because you are there, you have to do your job, posing or, you know, looking good. It's quite stressful because of that sometimes because you need to look good. That's it. That's your job. <laughs> But it's hard to compare big events together because I haven't been to any. I've only been to eSport events from Dota. Oh, what was that like? Yeah, because I've never been to one. So it's it's a different 
experience, but since the game was and is still close to my heart, although I can't play it anymore because of all of the updates, I'm just lost and confused in it now. It's, well, the reason for these events to happen are competitions for gamers, professional teams, but the cosplayers there are very kind, very loving, very helpful. Like they will talk to you, they will give you tips, they will admire your work, they will share some knowledge and it's great because I didn't get that experience anywhere else, only on these events. And it felt like, and we call it like ESL family because we do feel like family. There are same friends, uh, same people rotating um, every Every event you will see similar faces depending on the country, but it's usually, well, I'm usually going to the European ones, so like Polish, uh, German and UK, <laughs> the one in England. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's great. It's big, very well organized, very secure. It was actually the first time I was asked by a security whether my bow actually works. And it does work. But uh, since I was hired by a Mercedes-Benz for promotional work and photo shoots, I kind of had a, uh, I had the reason to bring a bow like that because I was hired. <laughs> Back then, I was <laughs> okay, let you the basically <laughs> trying to make props that will work, not only look real, but also work like real ones. And on that event, I learned I shouldn't. And I was aware of that, but this costume was so old that I just didn't, I didn't think of it. It was just, that's finished costume. They hired me with this costume. I'm taking it. That was the whole reason. <laughs> but it was, it was fun event to the point that when security guards checked my um, bow and arrows, they told me that, okay, next time try to make it this and that way, which is fair enough. But then they said, it looked so cool when you to have photos with that bow and with you holding that bow. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's have fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what it's all about at the end of the day, isn't it? Just fun enjoy yourself <laughs> yes but security is important and i like oh, yeah. i like that they checked it i do it's just it was first time i got checked so it was quite surprising <laughs> yeah the the way they check people it's usually very random they usually just check if you have like bigger bigger bag or yeah something that looks like it could be dangerous now What would you advise to someone who's trying to get into cosplay, who's thinking about starring it, maybe even been to a few conventions, but never really dressed up and doesn't really know where to start? What would you what would you advise to them? Um, first thing, start. You need to decide whether you want to like make things from scratch, because that was the route I took, uh, or whether you just want to start to dress up. Because when you want to start dressing up, basically all you need to do is find or buy from someone costumes that are ready made. You can order, commission someone to do it, or you can go to the shops. But if you want to start from scratch, then what I did, I chose the design from World of Warcraft because I loved it, obviously. I chose a design that seemed easy enough uh, at the time to do it. And I just went with it. I obviously made mistakes. I had to, I actually redone that cosplay for like five times now. And there will be sixth time just because uh, in the end, even though I loved the original design from the game, I thought I want to give it my own kind of spin. So, you know, just try things, make sure uh, you have a budget because that's also important and then have fun. <laughs> How much time do you usually spend on making cosplay? Obviously, it's gonna be slightly different depending on how difficult it is, but yeah, just like the average 
average time you spend on it? Mm, it is very different because uh, right now it's COVID, so it's kind of more relaxed, even though I feel like my work hasn't changed. It's just that I don't have real life deadlines, let's say. I usually would make costumes for conventions I would be invited to or for competitions. Right now, I have made those deadlines just for myself to stick to them. So it's less stressful because you can always add a day or two if you need to, uh, rather than, okay, that's the day I'm flying or traveling somewhere. But um, my shortest project, which requires only like one piece of garment, I recently made, and I, I call it a neck corset. I really don't know how else to call it, but it basically looks like a polo neck in sewn in a way, like as if it was a corset with a tight back and that took me in total uh, 16 and a half hours which is very short but my costume of my phantom assassin that i took to uh, esl esport events for a contest um, that one was more complicated because it's hard for me to count even. Uh, I know that it took me around three weeks to make weapons. Uh, that I know that it took me around a week to create a pattern for bodysuit because it's basically bodysuit armor and, and weapons. And then I remember that when I started university, so it was like end of September until end of October. So around a month, I've been already working on the rest of the armor, which is helmet and shoulder pads. And it's very hard to say exactly how much it took because at the time I was not only studying but also working part-time. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> um, have you got a favorite part of the whole cosplay process? Like, do you prefer sewing, making the actual props, making armor? It's really hard to tell because each time I make something like i use different technique i'm like oh i don't like this i prefer the other one and when i sit to the other one i say the same <laughs> so it's it, it really depends if design if the design is more complicated then yeah i will probably complain but uh, i enjoy it either way even though i complained i, I enjoy it a lot <laughs> yeah. um what do your parents and friends think about you cosplaying well, at the beginning, uh, it was more like a, um, a bit of like a oh, silly dressing up, uh, but they never really discouraged me from it in a like very serious way. Only the only concern would be oh, remember to study to finish your degree, which is <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, they could be worried about that, um, but. Um, Right now, when I opened my business and they've seen how successful I was and all those commissions before I started even my business and co contests, they've become more proud to the point that I think, yes, it was a year ago. My mom was so proud of me that she changed her uh, screen on her phone, a wallpaper and lock screen for my photos. Uh, in, in cosplay which is might sound simple but my mom it takes her time to learn to use new, new devices and learn the uh, technology behind it so she had that phone for a short amount of time and she was like no I don't want to play with it too much because you know I, I don't want to break it and then she saw my work and she was like immediately okay change it change it so it was like a simple thing but mm -hmm. it actually felt like a reward in the end <laughs> Yeah, definitely. 
Have you ever cosplayed with your husband together? A bit, yes. Um, because when I'm uh, taken, taken, invited to the events uh, as a guest, as a judge, um, I either take my friend who is my support for big events, conventions, who knows my working uh, pattern, my outfits. She, she helps me a lot and I love her. By the way, thank you, Gil, for being there for me and and coping with me and basically being my carer at the time. But if Gil can't make it, I take my husband because it's impossible to have, you know, to be alone. Whenever I can, I try to convince him to dress up a bit. There was a plan to make a costume together to cosplay, but because of COVID, all the plans have changed and uh, it's been postponed. But definitely we will make a couple from World of Warcraft again. <laughs> Are you going to be both elves or someone different? I will be an elf. <laughs> I'll be an elf. He'll be a human. And it's it. if someone knows World of Warcraft, it might be enough of a spoiler already. <laughs> um, you've got loads of different cosplays have you got one that's your favorite that it's just you know your little baby is you're like i spent so much time on this and it just has a special place in your heart and in your closet um it's i always come back to phantom assassin and ash from overwatch because right now i would say i would have done them better but still i did them a year ago at the beginning of yeah first half of a year basically was for ash and i made ash while i was recovering from a lower back injury and it's been now two years actually since that injury back then i wasn't able to sit lie down or even stand up and walk so it was quite difficult to work on it but i told myself i want to finish it for this event i want to be first ash in poland and i was <laughs> but it was a frustrating process for my family and my friends i think because every time i would finish work back then i was working full-time every time i would finish work i would just go straight into it and since i lived at the time with my brother and my mom because i was preparing to move here i didn't have a proper space to do it and uh, i would take up our living room which <laughs> was reserved for guests and my mom and my brother coming to uh, to watch some tv and all that family situation and often they would watch something talk while I'll be sitting there sewing making noise or while I'll be sitting there dremeling making noise or while I'll be so just gluing and they really shouldn't be there and that was okay because at that time I could I, it was uh, I was healing already so I could sit but it became more difficult when I had to sew things because I uh, didn't have a mannequin I made kind of mannequin from just taping myself but it didn't help much so basically my mom and my brother became my mannequins <laughs> and I had to like try something on me then show them what's I wanted to look at or whatever, then put it on them to see more or less how it looks on them and then adjust it and to put it on me again so that they could show me which areas need changing. And sometimes I would come to them and be like, okay, I taped myself. I drew my pattern. Please cut me out because I can't bend or something. <laughs> so uh, there would always be something like that. I would be limited with my movement, but still I made it and I'm very proud. And even though it could be improved 
uh, I might do it, but on the other hand, I don't want to because this is a kind of like a proof physical proof even though i was barely unable to move and live i made it and i made it on time in a quality i am still proud of uh so yes i am very happy and i want to again big thanks to my family and friends for coping with me when ash was finished i think uh, yes, at the beginning of April, I moved to the UK, but we had the event. Uh, I had one event for Ash here in the UK and then one back in Poland because I had to still travel back for some to bring some stuff still. And um, then when I finally moved in May, all my nece- necessary things, but still some tools were missing. My friend told me that there was ESL eSport event in Britain. And I was like, oh my God, it's so close. I can, I, I want to do it, but I want to make a new costume. So that's when Phantom Assassin came in uh, to the picture. It was a, a slightly different design because I made two versions. And I will not be able to show you now on the camera, but basically next to me, there is a big windowsill and I was making the costume on the windowsill. I actually have videos on YouTube of me cramped on a windowsill making a big armor (laughs) and I made it and then still I am battling my injury up until now so there I was still fighting it but I was slightly more recovered like you know every month would be a bit better so I did that came to it was in Birmingham I think yes came there did the thing survived it because I was very worried I wouldn't and came back and then I learned in October there is Hamburg event and I thought okay I didn't fully like this armor let's make a different version and let's do this that was the first costume I was able to work on for so long because my record record was 36 hours non-stop seriously non-stop I don't know how I did it but I did it all day all night yes I was in the zone I guess (laughs) and that was the first costume I could do sitting down even you know bending on the floor like twisting around like a normal human being you know (laughs) but for me it was big achievement because I had I had this point from ash where I could barely sit and do stuff then to Phantom Assassin where I could actually work on the floor and twist around still in pain but I could right (laughs) so Yes, I know it's been a lengthy answer, but I am proud of these two because of physical limitations I had to overcome. And uh, even though I know I could have done them better now because I'm even more healthy and I have more skill, I am still very, very proud. And I think they will be my top for a while because just because of it. Yeah, because you sort of created an emotional bond with it as well, didn't you? So yes. It's kind of more than just a costume. Now, you make cosplays full-time as your job now. When you started cosplaying, have you ever thought that, yeah, this is something I'm good at, I could be making this professionally, I could be making money of this full-time? Or was it more of a, this is just a little hobby I on the side, I want to focus more on my other job, on my other art? Um, there was always a little bit of... If I feel good enough, I could do it. Or if people believed in me enough, I would have done it because this business depends on people, on clients. Um, I've been earning as an artist already before. I've had the commissions, I've sold a few pieces, but at the time uh, I was focused on my studies, bachelor degree, and 
they were preoccupying quite a lot. Like I, I told you before, like it was 12 hours a day on my third year. <laughs> yes. And yeah, that's, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, you told me before that you were studying English, Welsh and Irish, Irish at the same time, wasn't it? Yes. And that's just too much for one person. <laughs> It was, <laughs> but I'm glad I did it in the end. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. It, I still had this kind of idea. I already had my uh, Patreon, so I was already earning through that. And I already knew, okay, there are people who want me to develop. There are people who want me to continue. And there I would show my art and my costume design skills. But still, I was focused on getting a degree because when I was younger, I always wanted to become an artist, actually. But I was again, aware that not everyone is as successful. So I was think trying to have a backup plan, let's say. And I really love languages. I like teaching a lot. But after year of year and a half almost of teaching, I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> so uh, having more and more commissions within that time as well gave me the courage to just stop and switch. And I'm very glad I did it because I'm much happier, less stressed, and I feel more fulfilled this way. Yeah, you told me before that. In your previous job, you didn't really feel like people respect you or the knowledge you have. Yes, yes, it was. Do you feel like it's better now since it's mainly based on commissions? So people actually come to you because they like what you do. So they they respect what you're doing. They they know that you're good at what you're doing, and they don't question it. Yes, the people here are more excited to see my work, uh, more excited to learn some backstage stuff about the work. Uh, they are very happy to ask questions, talk about it. With teaching, well, it's a bit different relationship, but still you share your knowledge, you share your skills, your profession. And I think some people, uh, because some people are learning languages because they feel like they needed to get a promotion or something, they felt that this pressure basically pressure so they couldn't fully enjoy it and with with cosplay and art it's there's no pressure you just look at it and you're pleased <laughs> visually yeah and with the teaching because you were teaching online as well yes which i admire because i could not do that online like back in high school i would tutor maths and i had to do it i had to do it over like sky a few times and it was just uh, it was just the worst because i didn't really know how to how to properly structure it it is it is quite and, difficult yeah. <laughs> but i was hired by online teaching platforms i already had all the materials and it made my life easy and that's why i worked for them full time after i've graduated and before i moved here because that was the only job i could physically do because worst case scenario all i had to do was lie down in bed and teach which Luckily, didn't need, really need to happen. But yeah, I always felt this kind of laid back attitude, let's say, that I, I told them that I have chronic back pain due to injury and we are investigating it right now at the time. And they were very understanding. So that was a very good job at the time for me. Now, because your full-time job is now based on commissions, um, obviously important part of it is taking care of your social media as well. Do you ever feel like a lot of pressure on you that I have to post at these certain times? 
because personally, I I love to scroll through Instagram and see what everyone's been up to, all the amazing costumes everyone made. But then I, but I sometimes find it hard to post anything, especially if it should have been yes. regular. Uh, it is quite stressful. Even actually yesterday, I was stressed out. I didn't post anything. And it was just because I dedicated a um, few days uh, to, to relax because I had my first treatment for my spine again since COVID. So I knew I would be a bit, uh, bit in pain. And I planned to post something yesterday, but I just couldn't because... I was unwell. And my idea is to post it after our talk. Hopefully, we will manage to do it this time. But there is this pressure. There is this pressure that when you don't post things on time, uh, you will start losing your reach. People will forget who you are because they, let's say, just started following you. They don't recognize your face uh, and they need to be like reminded to see you. And it's that's the only like downside to worry whether uh, today is a good day to post or whether this time is good to post. That's that's the only thing I don't like about it. Yeah, especially with Instagram constantly changing their algorithms, oh, making yes. them more It's and hard more to annoying. keep track, to be honest. You also you have a quite a lot of followers, especially on Facebook, and we've been talking about how yes. nice people are, and yeah, especially in the cosplay community. But obviously, it's not always like that. Have you ever had any kind of bad experience with social media and people either commenting or messaging you and just being rude and horrible? Uh, this would be, yes, I've been cyberbullied quite, it actually led to reporting into the police. Um, so th it will be a long story, uh, but to sum it up, um, My first uh, conventions in 2015 were uh, where I was meeting people. And I met a, a great friend of mine back then who was a friend of a very famous Polish cosplayer right now. And we just had a few photos together, a few events together for like two years, I think, in a row. And then we just stopped talking. You know, things happen, you lose touch and it's it's all fine. But... Suddenly, I would get a message from someone asking me uh, whether I'm a friend of this person. And I would say, well, we used to know each other quite well at the time, but now I, I live in a different city and we haven't spoken for, I think, a year or two already. And uh, this person kept asking me very private questions about that person. And I thought, I can't answer these things because, first of all, this is, this is private information. And second of all, I don't know this person as well anymore. So I messaged that cosplayer and uh, the response I got was basically that this guy was uh, stalking uh, both of my former friends well former my friends uh, for like a year or two as well already so it's been going on and um i think i've just i responded once to just stop asking me about these things because i can't answer them but if there's anything else i could help this person with i would be helpful but that has just triggered 
awful responses. I would uh, I would get questions, not questions, comments, lots of spam, like every word would be a new comment under my work. I would get lots of swearing. I would get lots of insults. Um, poop emoticons uh, just because I didn't want to provide some information and it turns out that uh, this person uh, was in love with that cosplayer and uh, I think I think this person just misunderstood what was happening because from what I understand there was some commission involved and the cosplayer gave her details and that person knew where she lived and he has been threatening to come to Poland because he is a foreigner uh, to to find her and then when I refused to give details he was threatening to find me he would message my uh, friends my family on Facebook he would um, even message my network people to those people who are not even related to that girl but to me, and uh, there was lots of misunderstanding from the beginning. I wouldn't actually talk to him anymore since that message because uh, I just didn't know what to do anymore. I've made my accounts private for a while. That also didn't help my business. That's why I call it in January to actually officially reopening. I was at the time in, in 2019 trying to start it properly, but I couldn't because of the whole issue. And um, I think in November, uh, no, sorry, in uh, July or June, we got a photo that could be very well fabricated, like printed something in Polish and just this person's details, because we know the details of the person in. And it looked like this person was admitted to Polish hospital, which meant that he managed to get to Poland, but he was traveling on foot illegally, apparently. We don't know. It could be, it could be lies. And he believed that I was preventing him to meet with love of his life, who is potentially uh, in a in a partnership with my other friend, and they are not. But he just created this whole crazy narrative in his head uh, to the point that even if we try to explain it to him, that no, this is unreal. Sorry, but like, please don't like don't think like that uh, and don't attack us he wouldn't change and when he was as he said kicked from poland he calmed down for a while but he came back with death threats official kind of emails with death threats and i was already living here in the uk and uh, i didn't report it to polish police when i was still in poland because she has already done it and there was no need um but yeah uh, i reported it here because it's a serious death threat and he could actually come here potentially and they need to know um i've been even told that he tried to find where i was doing my ma because uh, I, I think I once or twice showed on my Instagram stories that I was excited. I got to the uni. I wanted to do the course I wanted in art. And he tried to get to that uni as well. And I, I am not surprised as much by these news because when I was working on online platform, he tried to find me on during my work. And I had to inform my employees employers that there is a risk. So... 
there is a risk. There's always a risk when you're online. And uh, the lesson is just don't don't be like that because uh, even though this person might have had mental issues because I haven't heard from him for a year now, I think. Uh, still, the you you feel bad because you can't help this person because I felt bad. I felt very sorry for him for creating this narrative, believing it and even being unable to explain it to him to make him not suffer because he was really in love with that girl. So I felt very bad that I couldn't help him. I felt very bad that I couldn't help myself. It was a terrible position. So just don't do this, guys. <laughs> this is yeah. I'm not I'm not really sure what to say to this. It's just Yeah, because what can you say? You know, if someone had experience like this. And in the last like two years, this is This is the second time someone told me they had to deal with a stalker like this. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. Mm. Yeah, the, the risk is real and we are not really aware of it until it happens. Like, my friend had to move to a different house because she was terrified. And rightly so. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's not something you can just expect and get ready for. Especially those people usually look innocent. Like... You think it's just a regular person and then they turn into a stalker or something even worse. Um, well, let's change the subject to something a bit lighter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you also you have your full-time job as a, you know, making commissions, but you also have mm -hmm. your Patreon. So what's your feeling about Patreon? What's your experience? Um, do you think it's good for a cosplayer to have it or do you think it's more useful for different kind um, of artists? Mm, currently my patron is more focused on my costume part of my business, yeah. although before I've been doing uh, some art. But, well, my situation is a bit individual, I think. I have friends who are artists and they are very successful on Patreon. But since I am now transitioning in my style and uh, perception and understanding what is art because of my uni, uh, I decided to focus on more costume stuff because it's more or less stable situation already. And I like the experience. I think it's a very good way to um, support someone you like, someone's work you believe in. I think uh, anyone will be grateful for any amount of money you decide to support them with just because it gives them um, some reassurance that it is worth doing the thing. And uh, I treat it as... A, Community. I, I actually call my uh, people uh, the Karoinan army. So they are my army, they're my soldiers, and we have ranks uh, like in military. And it was a bit of a play on that because I have lots of followers and I know... I know those who are mostly active and there are lots of people to remember. So that was first thing to to kind of remind me of army. And also I come from military family. So it was again kind of incorporating these two things together. And we we have fun and I really like my community because of it. Uh, the Patreon stuff, I can see 
that they are very happy with the rewards I give them because I give them the insight of my work. I explain things. When I learn new stuff at uni, I also discuss it. Well, right now, because of COVID, I can't. But uh, I did a few kind of posts on university stuff to kind of show I am slightly transitioning and they liked it but they can also see and I can see an improvement it's kind of a way of uh, keeping track of yourself because I can see what I've been doing before years before or even just before the pandemic or during the pandemic and the change is enormous and thanks to that support during the pandemic especially it was very reassuring and um yeah, I'm very grateful for for these people because they're very kind and loving. And when you compare it to the experience I just discussed, you're very grateful for these people. Have you ever thought about switching to OnlyFans? Because that's what I've noticed quite a lot of cosplayers have done recently. Uh, no, not really, because uh, I, I already have a Polish Patreon version that's how it started so creating another account would be a bit too much to keep track it's already enough it's already hard work for me to keep polish patreon actual patreon so i don't think i would be doing that just because i am it's just me and my business if i had someone to work for me to do social media stuff which i don't really want to do but if i had someone then maybe because the workload would be leveled between us both, for example. Okay, well, thank you very much. I've got just one last question for you then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you could choose a world or universe to live in, which one would you choose and why? So, hmm. I think it will be World of Warcraft. It might be difficult to say it right, well, to choose right now because I haven't played it for like five years or four um, but when I was starting I wanted to live there I wanted to look like one of those beautiful elves and powerful uh, elves or strong characters and I still love the aesthetics I love music there I love art style and yeah I think I would just feel very well that I'm not sure about the law the situation that is happening right now in game whether that would make me happy <laughs> but uh, when it comes to aesthetics I think that, yes that would be the place <laughs> yeah that's always the best part of everything <laughs> yes <laughs> and traveling okay well thank you very much for joining me today thank you very much for inviting me yeah, it was great to talk to you again yes nice to see you and talk to you I really enjoyed our first talk <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> So even though we can't meet in person and we didn't meet originally in person, it, I, I am really happy with it. Well, hopefully once this whole corona situation is over, we'll be able to meet up in person. Yes. <laughs> yes, on some con in costumes, we have photos. My look probably won't look as good next to yours, but I still want those pictures. <laughs> you, you never know, you never know. I may break my back again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't stop you the first time, so I highly doubt it would stop you this time. We, we never know. But yeah, I don't don't believe that you wouldn't work look as good as me. Uh, every, I think everyone should be proud of the work because it's always the best they can do. 